Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, so we are back in the studio today. We're talking about our upcoming Boise Reformation Conference. This will be our third annual conference, and I think one of the things that's so special about it is the fact that this is a collaboration of several Treasure Valley churches. There are Baptists, there are Presbyterians, there are Independents, and we're all joining together to celebrate the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, this year, our theme is In Christ Alone, and we have two very special guests, Pastor Mark Jones from Faith Reformed Presbyterian Church in Vancouver. He's the author of several books, including Knowing Christ, God Is, and Faith, Hope, and Love. And our second speaker is Cornelis Venema, who is the president and a professor of doctrinal studies at Mid-America Reformed Seminary in Indiana. He's also the author of several books, including Getting the Gospel Right and Christ in the Future. Now, this conference will be held November 8th and 9th, and all the information, including how to register, is found at ReformationBoise.com. So today, brothers, we are going to preview one of the sessions for this conference, namely our Assurance in Christ. And this session, of course, answers a vital question of practical theology, namely, how do I know that I'm a Christian? So before we dive into the specifics, tell us why this issue of assurance is so vital for a believer to grasp. Well, I like the way one pastor put it. He said, in a world filled with sin, the flesh, and the devil, assurance of salvation is the soft feather bed on which a Christian rests. Assurance proves to be one of the greatest benefits of the Christian faith and the rightful inheritance of the child of God. In its enjoyment is found peace, hope, and joy unsurpassed in this fallen world. Mm. And you can think about what the opposite of that would be if you didn't have it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think just foundationally, I, I think you, without assurance, we don't have confidence um, to live out the Christian life. The Christian life, over and over again, we read in, in the scriptures that it's not necessarily easy. Um, C.S. Lewis has a great chapter in his book, Mere Christianity, um, where he says, is Christianity hard or easy? And what Lewis answers is yes. And it's during the difficult times, the, the hard calling. I mean, the, the reality is we're, we're called to pick up our cross and follow Jesus Christ. We're to deny ourselves. We're to die to ourselves. That's hard. If there's no assurance, there's no confidence. Right. There's no ability to live the, the hard Christian life um, without it. Um, we'll flesh out some of that later on, but for me, it, it, uh, a Christian without assurance is a Christian without power. Yeah. I think this is where you see the intersectionality of of doctrine and practice. Mm-hmm. Did you just make up a word? No, that's a real word. Okay. 
Unfortunately, it has uh, darker connotations today. But um, no, I mean, oftentimes I think that there's this tension within the Christian life where there's kind of these two camps where, you know, I am in the doctrinal camp or I am in the the practical camp. But this doctrine of assurance um, really meets the doctrinal and the practical together. Um, If I don't have a doctrinal understanding of the gospel, of what Jesus Christ has done in me and what Jesus Christ has done for me, if I don't understand the promises of the gospel, then that, to the degree that I don't, will be to the degree that I lack assurance. Right, and and what happens is oftentimes we we know of a creator. We we have assented to the fact that there's a creator God and we're responsible to him, um, but, but without a saving knowledge of what Christ has done for us and what we have in him, we enter into kind of a, a legal, what, what uh, I think Charles Wesley even referred to it as a legal night. You know, we're, we're, uh, you know, we're on this morality treadmill, which is something he was well taught by his mother, uh, Susanna. Um, but he was on that treadmill. And it wasn't until he actually um, was uh, converted after reading about justification by faith and that, that you know, a year after he's writing hymns like, and can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain? For me who him to death pursued amazing love? How can it be? You know, the, that thou my God shouldst die for me. And there's, and that sense of assurance began to um, inform a good bit of his hymnody uh, during that time. And he was, he'd talk about how he was pardoned and how his, Search for Christian perfection had been this lifelong struggle, um, and uh, and so I think that this is what happens. We we're in either a, if we don't have the assurance of salvation, we're in this dark night of a legal night where we're trying always in the do 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 and never hearing the words from the cross. It is finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think without assurance, you do enter into a a life of of doubt. Um, I think without assurance, we lose joy, we lose peace, we lose the comfort that should be ours in Christ. Um, So, you know, over and over again, we'll come back to this idea, can you be a Christian without assurance? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Is that the way we ought to to live, um, how God desires us to live? Absolutely not. Um, and, and what we're really doing is you're robbing yourself of so many of the spiritual blessings that Ephesians 1 is going to talk about that are ours in Christ. Um, and it just has such a, a damaging effect on how we view God, how we view ourselves, how we view the Christian life. Um, for me, assurance becomes so important um, just in the nuts and bolts of, of living day by day. Um, the Christian life. Well, there's no gospel freedom uh, without assurance. I mean, just the, the imagery of a, a father trying to, you know, coax his son to jump into his arms to take that kind of leap of faith. Um, if the son is assured that his father will catch him, then he's going to jump. And he's going to do it with reckless abandon. I mean, when our children are little, um, sometimes it, you, you got to twist and turn just to make sure that you catch them so that you don't drop them. But you know, when you don't have assurance that your father is going to catch you, 
you, you live in a state of timidity. And, and, and I think that is why this issue is so crucial. So let's, let's go here now as we're introducing the subject. If there's a fellow believer that's listening to the show today and they're struggling with the assurance of their salvation, well, what would you say to them? Where would you point them? Well, I think we need to point to, you know, obviously to, to Christ himself. Um, we're told in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And, um, you know, people, people do struggle with the fact that, uh, with knowing whether they are truly saved, if their faith is solid enough, have they confess, confessed and repented sufficiently. And they have these nagging doubts and these perpetual uh, guilt feelings because of past sin and even present temptations. But as uh, I, I'm trying to remember, I think it's Alexander McLaren said, uh, for every look at ourselves, we need to take 10 looks at Christ. Uh, so it's not a life of introspection, although that's a part of it. That's a small part of it. It's part of a three-legged stool. But the strongest leg in this is uh, looking to Christ, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Mm. But I think I would also just say, I mean, Assurance ebbs and flows. Right. There are going to be times in your in your Christian walk where you will have moments of greater assurance and lesser assurance. Mm-hmm. And I think just knowing that truth can can be helpful because mm-hmm. otherwise you enter into a time of, of some doubt and you begin to to doubt that assurance of your faith. Uh, that can really put you in a tailspin if you think, well, this should never be. Mm-hmm. Well, it does happen. Um, and where do you go when you have those moments? Well, I think you go, you do what Jonathan is saying. You look to Christ. And where do you find Christ? You find him in his word. You find what God has mm-hmm. has spoken, the promises that he has made. Um, go back and, and begin to, to do um, some evaluation of where you are as far as do you love the church? Do you love your brothers and sisters? If you have the marks of grace that God talks about for the children of God, um, go back to to those reassuring marks and say, okay, I might not love the saints like I ought to, but I do love the saints. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so you yeah. begin to 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 talk yourself through the realities of faith as expressed in the in the Word of God. Sure. I'm going to take a, a different angle than both you guys because both you guys gave wonderful answers. I'm going to take this angle. Um, I think some people struggle with their assurance because they just are in performance mindset. And so um, what I've found is helpful for some people is one of the things I tell them is um, you, you are far worse of a sinner than you think you are. Yeah. You're greater uh, love than you ever dared to hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the second, that's the that's second, the second part, part of, that. of that. Exactly. And, and so if you're looking for your assurance in yourself, um, ultimately you're looking in, in a in, – um, yeah. I don't want to say a wrong place because we're going to get to this later. Second Peter 1 is going to talk about um, how our assurance is built based off of um, having these qualities grow in us. But that's not the foundation of our assurance. And, and, and I think some Christians confuse assurance with justification, which right. Right. we're going to get back to. But it's, it's hard not to make it performance-based because, let's be honest, almost everything that we do in this world is performance-based. Yeah. Our job evaluations, yeah. most relationships, we're fallen sinful people. And so most of our love is not unconditional. Most of our love is conditionally based. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it makes sense that we carry that baggage into our relationship with God. Yeah, that's a, you know what uh, 
Josh started off with is uh, really kind of a something I'd learned from uh, Jack Miller. Jack Miller would say, "Cheer up, you're worse than you imagined." Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you, you, you're looking and examining your your life, but you know, even the psalmist would say, "Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wickedness in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting." I mean, I don't even have the capacity to look into the depths of my heart like yeah. like God does. So, cheer up. You're worse than you imagined. He He loves you with an unconditional love, and and then also, um, you know, the other part of uh, not being as you know bad as we could be, um, we're also loved with this um, infinite love of God as well. So we have both the understanding of our sin, but we also have this abiding love that God has for us. You know, so we can get our minds off of our performance and and focus in, key in on what God has already done and promised for us in in this union that we talked about the other week, in this union with Christ. Out of it flows this assurance, I I begin to feel that assurance. I begin to know that assurance after I uh, come to faith in Christ. But He has promised before the foundations of the world to deliver me into the kingdom of His Son, yeah. and and so when I begin to look at all of the, what the Bible speaks about in this regard, I, I get away from the performance mode, and then then I'm freed, freed truly to serve Him, not out of performance. But a certain amount of gratitude for what he's done, and and it's I think uh, you know part of the challenges that we have is we do live in a Christian subculture where our, where we oftentimes are focusing on the subjective a- aspects of the Christian life. We look at our at our mission or our marriages, our parenting, and our finances and different things, and as a result, we've taken our eyes off the promises of of, of God, mm-hmm. and I think that that was the you know that's you know that's on uh, the the old, the old song standing on the promises of God my mm-hmm. king we need that's where the assurance really flows from standing right. on those promises amen well you've been listening to the gospel for life we are talking about our assurance of salvation, which is one of our sessions in our upcoming Boise Reformation Conference. All the details for this conference are at reformationboise.com. Um, please go and register. You don't want to miss this conference. Uh, we will talk to you next time. 